This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, what's going on, everybody? How you doing? What's up? Welcome to episode 238, Talking Buffalo Podcast. Thank you to everybody out there, as always, for continuing to listen, download, support the show. Really means a lot to me. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please go ahead and do that right now. Shout out right here at the very top to Jason Collin. Jason was the winner of our prize pack giveaway. Won 20 wings and a large pizza courtesy of our friends at Macy's Place Pizzeria. That was a contest we've been running for the past couple weeks for all of our subscribers. Again, if you are subscribed, stay subscribed. We're going to have a lot more contests just like that in the weeks to come. Some of you may be thinking, why am I hearing this podcast on Monday? In fact, thankfully, a lot of people have sent DMs and messages on Facebook wondering the same thing. This was supposed to be out on Friday, but I had some technical difficulties, so we had to put it off to Monday. Going to have three shows this week, starting with this one right here. And as for today's episode, I got my buddy Joe, recurring guest with me. Every time I have Joe on, it's always some kind of different theme. We've done the running with Joe. Just recently, we did the rant cast with Joe, which went over very well. Today's kind of... I call it the random cast with Joe because we just talk about a bunch of different things. But truth be told, I'll tell you what, man, this could have easily been the disagreement with Joe because we agreed on pretty much absolutely nothing on today's episode. Every discussion that we hit on in some way, shape or form, we didn't agree on, which makes for a fun discussion, by the way. And I'll tell you what, once we get into NFL preseason talk, We went at it for a solid 12 minutes. I mean, yelling at each other. Heated. But that's what I like, man. That's why I like having Joe on the show. It's fun to have somebody on who doesn't always agree with everything that you say. Again, I think it makes for an interesting discussion. So we talk about that. We talk about Ed Oliver. We talk about, like I said, the NFL preseason. Lots of stuff going on today. I don't want to give anything away here at the top. Just a bunch of random stuff, including, of course, the big story in Buffalo, at least anyway, and that's the Toronto Blue Jays coming to play baseball in Buffalo this summer. We both have thoughts on that. Plenty more. Not going to waste any time here at the top. Let's just get right into it. Here it is, the Random Cast with Joe. All right, I'm joined by everybody's favorite happy-go-lucky Contributing podcaster, never an angry moment with him. Always has a smile on his face. Joe, uh, what I do, man? How you doing? 
Uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm, thanks for that that riveting introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Very truthful, though. It's the most truthful thing you've ever said on this podcast. I'll tell you that right now. Well, I'll tell you something else truthful. I didn't know specifically what to call this episode. We used to always do what, what we call the running with Joe, but we used to at least sometimes talk about wrestling. We really don't even talk about that anymore. Then we did a rant cast, which, by the way, that went over very well. People like that a lot. We'll be doing those semi-regularly. But today's not really a bunch of rants. Uh, so let's just make this a random cast because I really don't have any one specific topic that I want to hit on. I want to talk about a bunch of shit. So that's that's what we're going to do today. This is our first ever random cast. How do you feel about that? Uh, pretty random. Yeah, pretty whack, ain't it? Yeah, it's uh, whack. But uh, hey, it's, uh, it's always good to have random stuff. You know, uh, it's, uh, it's like the potpourri podcast over here i guess <laughs> all right let's talk some sports here the big news at least for buffalo sports fans anyway the toronto blue jays is finally official they are coming to buffalo start playing next week some home games at salins field uh let's just go right there man what's your take on that uh you know i'm kind of i'm a little excited about it but i'm also i want to see how it looks on tv first you know when i see it i mean the whole lead up to it the last couple of weeks, I've seen it all over Twitter and I've kind of been like, eh, I don't really care. Like, you know, it's not like you can go to those games and I'm not going to really see too many Blue Jays games where I live. And I, I don't even know, like I know the baseball blackout rule is so weird and I actually don't even get it, to be honest with you at this point. But, you know, the more that I, it came to fruition and the more I'm thinking about, oh, it would be kind of cool to see like the Buffalo backdrop of like, you know, seeing Major League Baseball at like whatever the hell it's called, Salins Field, Pilot Field, Coca-Cola Field, whatever field it is these days, and knowing that, oh, hey, you know, I used to go to this stadium when I was like, you know, a kid. You know, it's been there. It's been around since like 89, roughly, I think. And I think that will be pretty cool to see on TV uh, for the most part. And people seem to be very excited about it. And that's that's very cool. Um, my only like thing I'll say is like I hope doesn't happen is – and I've made jokes about this on Twitter. It's just like, I don't want to have so many like people obsessing about like asking these players like, hey, what do you think of Buffalo? Hey, what do you think of chicken wings? Hey, what do you think of blue cheese? Hey, like all these stupid questions like they like, are constantly asked of people like when they come to visit Buffalo, if they have any sort of celebrity cast, you know, cliche or to them or anything, anything like that, like. I don't want to, I don't want to see that, like see my local news people like asking that after every freaking game. And also I probably, I don't want to see like, and you know who these people are. I don't want to see Instagram reporters who are like, Hey, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Look at him. He was watching. He was at the Buffalo chop house and eating like, let's like stalk him and make it weird. And that sort of stuff. Like, I, I don't want to see that, but overall, you know, I'm not a big Blue Jays fan. I know you'll get into that. Uh, I've all and I, I've always kind of sensed a little bit of, you know, I, I wrote this this piece a long time ago, uh, and I wish I still had it with me. But I, basically, I always wrote about like kind of like the disconnect between Buffalo fans and Toronto fans. How like what if Toronto was not a Canadian city? Like what if Toronto was in New York and it was like an hour and a half away up the throughway? And, like, how would people react to, like, any, any, you know, I always kind of felt like there was such a disconnect between sometimes Buffalonians and Canadians. You know, I used to work at the mall back in the day, and I could write a, a, a novel on, like, coworkers who just hated Canadians. 
Like they hated serving them, you know, you know, with clothes and everything. It was just always a weird kind of like, you know, give and take between them. And it goes even just beyond to like the Sabres and Leafs, kind of like that whole fandom thing. But I, I sense, and this is just me freestyling from what I felt like 20 years ago. I, you know, I don't know how much has changed now, but like, you know, it's just kind of like a different, a unique, a uniqueness about it. Cause you know, Toronto's only like freaking it's, it's in the 90 minute drive from here, from there. Like it's closer. Buffalo's closer to Toronto driving wise than like, where the New York Islanders play to where the New Jersey Devils play, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or even, even where the Jets play, you know what I mean? Where, where I am. So, you know, I, you know, there's a lot of things that like kind of, you know, hit on that, but I am curious to see how it looks. Cause it, it, it has to be, I guess, kind of cool. And I, I think maybe the hope is who knows what happens in a month and a half. Like maybe there's something, maybe there'll be a way for like, I don't know, 2000 fans to go, to go to that stadium to watch. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't think it will, but you never know. I mean, but, uh, you know, that probably won't happen, obviously. But I'm I'm, I'm kind of stoked about it. I think, I think I'm think i I'm excited a little bit about it because people seem genuinely excited about it on Twitter, which, you well, know, I usually, I usually have a very much a, a hate-hate relationship with Buffalo Twitter. But sometimes I get it, you know, this, this resonates with me. Like, it seems like people are a little bit excited. And obviously, like I said, l- like I laid out, don't ruin it with, like, the over, you know, overplaying the whole, do you like Buffalo to every player in, in the Blue Jays or, you know, stalking where they go, you know, on Instagram, like if Flag Guerrero is at freaking the chop house or whatever. Well, it's this is going to be not very popular, but I'm not nearly as enthusiastic about it as the average Buffalo sports fan is because, I, I mean, the only real pro of this is just flat out pride, you know, civic pride. It's really cool. Sure. From a, a pride standpoint that a major league baseball team is going to spend the majority of its summer anyway playing in Buffalo. That's cool. But aside from that, it's I, maybe I'm wrong. And I'm sure if I am, people are going to point this out to me on Twitter or Facebook or wherever. But I don't see, first of all, I don't see any real economic impact from this because not only can you not go to the game, obviously, and I don't think that's going to change, by the way. I mean, they're only playing 30 home games. The whole season is going to get crammed in less than two months. But aside from that, even the surrounding bars and, and areas around there, you know, they're limited if they're even open at all. So it's not like the downtown Buffalo is going to see a big the economic hotel, group. The hotel this. industry is going to take, it's going to, it's going to do well. Like whatever. How? What do you mean? Outside how? of the players, outside of the organization. Yeah, how? The players. People are, are they, are people, are you going where are well, you in New York? If, if I go to a Bison's game, I'm not leaving no, no, my no, hotel but, but Pat, for two Pat, Pat, weeks. I'm, ta- I'm talking about the players have to stay at a hotel. What do you think the players are going to stay at? When All right. Well, it? cool. Two hotels are going to have see a nice economic impact. Uh, yeah, like, I think a lot but, will have. If if, if it's yeah. how many how many people are on a baseball team in general? What like 30? 25, 30, They're probably okay, keeping so, extra players because it's yeah, so, thirty. Yeah, maybe, so you'll have you'll have easily eighty hotel rooms. 80 yeah, hotel- okay, that's good for one hotel, maybe two hotels. And I'm sure there'll be some moderate economic plus. Don't get me wrong. Some places are open, even to somewhat capacity. I get all that, man. It's just, that's not even the worst. I mean, the worst case potential scenario, well, two things to me is, A, it's been widely reported that the players are not enthusiastic about coming to play in Buffalo. Nothing against the city of Buffalo or the people or, you know, not that it's boring or anything like that, but I'm talking from a stadium standpoint. The facilities are minor league facilities. They don't have major league training rooms. They don't have major league quality locker rooms. 
So you had the potential players bitching about it. That's going to be annoying. And then the other thing, which to me is the most dangerous thing, is if there is another widespread. I mean, you got guys. Now you got other baseball teams coming into town. You got guys going back and forth from state to state, stadium to stadium. I mean, worst case scenario, shit spreads worse. I mean, that's not just Buffalo. That's literally any city. But now you have a Major League Baseball team. You didn't have one a couple days ago. Now you do. So that's another issue. I, I don't know. I'm just... Well, I don't give a the, shit the, about the, the stadium. The, the, fan thing, the fan thing's the biggest thing to me. Plus, I mean, look, I'm admittedly also a little bit biased. If, if this were the New York Yankees, maybe I'd be singing a completely different tune. I don't like the Toronto Blue... In fact, I hate the Toronto Blue Jays. I've never liked them. And there we go. That's that's the heart of the matter. Like you, you don't like the Blue Jays. I'm, I'm sure, admitting that. I, I'm I sure if like it was the Yankees coming there, you would be like, "This is the greatest moment of my life." You well, know? I wouldn't go that far, but yes, yes, I'm, you would be like, "Oh my god!" You'd be like, "Oh my god!" Aaron Judge in Buffalo, amazing. I'm being I'm being a little bit biased. I completely admit that. However, again, the big thing is fans can't really enjoy it anyway. And I, I yes, I don't like Toronto, and I also. I don't like the fact that they're the Buffalo Bisons are Toronto's minor league team. I wish the Bisons were the Mets, which they were, or anyone else, because I just don't like Toronto. So I will admit that, but it doesn't matter who it is. I still, it doesn't excite me that much because, other, again, other than some civic pride, it just, there's no benefit, bro. There's just, I just don't see it. You know, there's actually one real winner with Buffalo when it comes to this. Well, there's lots of winners, but the biggest winner, I should say, you know what it is? Salins. Yeah. They I mean- bought name and rights to that baseball stadium as a minor league stadium and now for a summer you know every time if a game's on tv they're going to get a lot of name recognition salins field so props to them to me they're actually the biggest winner in this whole deal harrington, with the Blue Jays coming mike to harrington too he's a winner in all this because they're probably gonna have him i would assume maybe they're gonna have him cover cover the blue jays I'm sure like yeah. a regular like he's on the beat which you know good for him i mean i've always other people in the media too yeah definitely good for mike good for other people in the media something to talk about well the bills are coming soon but yeah yeah, mike, yeah mike's always been a baseball guy so now he gets to have his like i don't know i don't know if he's always had a dream of like covering like a legit major league baseball beat for like a time period when you when you can go to 30 games in a row <laughs> or not right. row, yeah he like usually does a couple months. yeah he yeah. does a couple stories a year and then he does covers the world series Sure. I uh, used to cover the Bisons more frequently than he does yeah. now. I'll one last th- thing, too. I'll, I'll say th- wait, wait, one quick. I'll just say this real quick. I just hope that whatever happens, I know they're supposed to do some ramifications to the stadium and, like, the lighting. No one in Buffalo better be paying for this, like, or the or the state. I really I, – I hope that's the case. Like, all of this is getting paid for by the Blue Jays. Yeah, because I, if I see any of that, I'm going to have a fuck – I'm going to have a fucking conniption fit. You know, I'll, I'll change my tune very quickly if that's the case. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I agree. One more thing, too, and then we'll move on to something else here. Dad Brown, a reporter in Rochester, had a quote, and I agree with this, too. He said, nothing sums Buffalo up better than the Blue Jays doing everything they could to be anywhere else. And when they begrudgingly get stuck in Western New York, they're excitedly welcomed with wide open arms. Now, that could be interpreted a lot of different ways. But what Dad meant to say is that Buffalo truly is a city of good neighbors. Toronto tried to go to Pennsylvania. They tried to go to Baltimore. Ultimately, they ended up in Buffalo. And again, it's not that they don't like Buffalo. It is close. It's because of the ballpark and the facilities. So the only thing I, again, I really hope that people don't bitch about is that, and I I mean, I tweeted about it, but I was being sarcastic. Like Buffalo is like the 4 a.m. booty call. I hope people around the nation 
don't start making fun of Buffalo because I don't need to hear that shit that they're playing. No make they don't fun, the play. only way don't don't be the only way anyone it's going to it will get bad is if like if someone tweets something out, you know, like a player tweets something out like, oh, the city's small or this sucks, you know, but whatever. But like, that's the situation you're in. Like, I, I wouldn't take I, I wouldn't take it hard. Like, look, it's a it's a it's a freaking minor league park. You know, it's not the big, it's obviously in like in baseball, so many cities, like they have our big markets. Like it's, I, I can't like, there's only like what, like two or three small market teams in baseball that I can think of. It's like San Diego and in Kansas city. And I'm probably missing one. So everyone knows it's, it's a big league, like big market city sport, or, you know? So whatever. I mean, if people get, I, I, I fuck it. Like, you know, if, if, so, if, if they get crapped on, like just, just, just dirt off your shoulder. Okay. Just. Don't get them. Well, I mean, and people are used to Buffalo. People are used to being crapped on. They know that it's I a guess, good city, and that's know. all they really give a shit about. Now, do you care about baseball? Period. Being back because you know what? I, so here, here, you're not the biggest baseball guy. No. Okay. So here, here's the thing. A few things. One, I've kind of made it a case for this year that I want to watch baseball more. And I used to, I used to. I don't know if I ever told you this before. I probably did, but I forgot. I used to like baseball a lot. Like I, I grew up, I grew up an Atlanta Braves fan. Because the Braves used to be on TBS all the time, I even went to a World Series game game in Toronto once, the '92 World Series. Like I was a huge Braves fan. Like I watched every game on TBS. I was into it. Then they won the World Series, and then it started like lowering a little bit for me. And then once I moved to New York City, I kind of got I fell out of it with the Braves. And then I started paying more attention to the Yankees, which kind of makes me just kind of makes me ill. You know, a little bit. No offense. I know you like them, but I kind of got into them a little bit, like watching them because, again, it's they're on TV all the time. The 2000 Yankees were always interesting to me because they had so much star power on their team. Like, I, I remember watching a lot of games when they had, like, A-Rod, Giambi, and Sheffield. Like, like their, their lineup was stacked with, like, overpaid guys. Like, it was amazing. It was kind of crazy or whatever. So, like, I watched them. Then I, then I kind of stopped caring about them. And now I kind of want to get a little bit into it. I may adapt the Mets as a team that I might cheer for a little bit, which is completely all over the place. I know because I live in Queens and Queens, you know, the Mets play in Queens. So I kind of want to have that like, hey, you know, I'll kind of watch them a little bit because it's my it's my borough. But I, I do. I have bits and pieces of baseball interests like in my life. It hasn't happened in, in, in years now, but I feel like I did know the game pretty well when I was watching it as a teenager, you know, but I like baseball, you know, I, I just haven't really watched it as much, but this year I definitely, maybe it's because we've gone like seven months or, or not seven months, like five months without any sports that I'm like, Oh, Hey, I just got to watch something. And I know that's kind of been different than what I've said, like in the past about, do I really miss it? Because now that I feel like COVID is a little bit, it, at least in my area, not as crazy as it is probably in your area. I'm more into, I'm not as nervous about it. Where now it's like, okay, let me see all these inter- entertainment things come back a little bit to watch on TV. So, yeah. So, long story short, I am kind of excited that baseball's back. I am going to watch more of it now than I have in the past. I'm going to at least try to. I probably won't tweet about it because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I, I don't need to, like, you know, I may have ask, ask a question here and there. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued. What about you? You're excited probably, right? Well, I mean, I'm always excited for baseball period, but I think the average fan is an opportunity to get more excited to cheer for biggest reason is that, you know, you can look at it as a positive. There's only 60 games. So the sentiment is everything 
Games mean more now than they do in a typical 162 game season. So 60 games makes games feel more important. And also, I personally hate this, but for this year anyway, they expanded the playoffs from 10, which I thought was too much to begin with, to 16 teams. So literally more than half the Major League Baseball is going to make the playoffs. I think that's to prevent teams from falling too far out too early and then players starting to say, you know what, this ain't worth my health and I'm not going to play. Or they just don't give a shit anymore. There's no fans in the stadiums anyway. So, you know, that keeps more teams involved in a playoff race. I'm, I love it. I mean, I'm always going to. I like it for the most part. I just don't like the playoff thing, but I understand why. And I'll say this too. I mean, it's only a couple of days in now. I watched the home opener, or the, I should say the season opener on Thursday night. I'm watching Atlanta Braves game on Friday. Fans, well, fake fans behind the stands. That fake out. fan thing uh, is it weird. It doesn't I bother me. I, I, baseball... Baseball, probably of the four major sports that we're going to likely see with no fans in the stadium, baseball is going to bother me the least. I'm pretty confident of that. Doesn't bother me whatsoever. They could pipe in some noise. It's pretty easy to do. I'm good with no fans. I kind of feel like hockey, I'll be all right with that as well. What about the other sports? Like, again, you just said it a couple of minutes ago. Maybe you wouldn't have been as excited, but you've went so long without sports. Like basketball and hockey. Basketball, yeah. Basketball, I'm excited about. Hockey, uh, not really. Maybe. Me too. I'm the same way. Yeah. You know, basketball. People ain't going to like the internet. They're not going to like hearing that shit on this podcast. I'm the same way. Hockey's like, meh. Yeah. Dude, I'm, 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 I'm like going to be that. honest with you. You know what? Can I ask you one quick question and then we can finally move on because we're on day we're on day three of the podcast, it feels like. <laughs> yeah. um, do you feel, you? I feel like you have a better connection with people face-to-face with people in Buffalo than I do, probably. I, I hate to say this, but you, you, I feel like you're more popular in Buffalo than I am. In terms of, like, not Twitter, but just in general, because you you live there longer than I have, to be honest. Right, so I, I think okay, I, yeah. Do you feel there are a lot of Blue Jays fans in Buffalo? Um, like, like, you're friends with. Do you know anyone that's like, oh, man, like, this guy's no. a huge Blue Jays fan? Very few. Very few. I would if the Toronto Blue Jays were not, the major league affiliate of the Bisons, I would say very few people would give a shit about them. I grew up like, you know, a Yankees fan and it, the rivalry, even when I was a kid and it's still the same today, even in Buffalo, you weren't a Yankees fan. You either were a Mets fan because your family was from Queens or you were a Red Sox fan because you hated the Yankees. If you hate the Yankees, that means you like the Red Sox. I barely knew of anyone in Buffalo and I could be wrong. I mean, it's not like I'm a connoisseur of the city and I know everything about it, but I don't think there's a very big fan base of Toronto Blue Jay fans. I think if the Yankees played Toronto and fans were allowed in that stadium tomorrow, I'd say 70% or more are going to be rooting for the Yankees mm. even today. Well, so. it all, yeah, well, it depends. Like, yeah, if there's no borders, if you if you can't have Toronto people come to, over the border, sure. Yeah, so. I'm talking about only in Buffalo. Like, yeah. you have to be a Buffalonian. You got to show your ID that says that you're in Western New York to get into the game. I'd say 70% of the fans in that stadium probably, even today, would be Yankees fans. Now, maybe, again, best case scenario for, well, maybe not for Buffalo, but for Toronto, they went over a lot of fans. Just like when the Bills went to Rochester for training camp. The the goal was to win over more fans in, in that area. They regionalized it. Maybe this will, people who really don't give a shit that the Blue Jays are the major league affiliate, maybe by following them a lot more closely now because they are in Buffalo for the next couple months, that might convert some casual baseball fans of Yankees or Mets or whoever. They might become more diehard 
Toronto fans. But as of right now, I say nah. Yeah, you know, uh, I would bet if people in Buffalo are are Blue Jays fans, it's probably ex people who don't aren't originally from Buffalo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they move there when they were like a young adult or whatever in their twenties, and they're like, oh hey, like I'm gonna like a baseball team, and they didn't they didn't grow up with like the disdain towards like Toronto like the Maple Leafs or like I said earlier, being pissed off at people at the mall who were Canadians or whatever the case may be. I think that could be a little bit of that, but you know, Hey, yeah. like I said, I, I mean, I'm interested to see how it's going to look on TV, you know, when I watch yeah. it on highlights and, yeah. and so on. I, I agree. It'll be, it's going to be interesting. Again, I don't, I'm not unhappy that the blue Jays are in Buffalo. It's just not that big of a deal to me personally, but it just might take anyway, let's switch gears here. Don't want to spend a lot of time on this because frankly, this is, Pretty much old news at this point. But Ed Oliver, all charges were dropped against him. His attorney, uh, Gary Patterson, told reporters, told the Buffalo News, Ed Oliver ended up blowing a point zero 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 on his breathalyzer that night that he was arrested in May. Uh, he also shared a toxicology report that showed that Oliver had tested negative for 10 different drugs. Long story short here, dude ain't do nothing wrong, man. <laughs> you know, he did nothing Wrong. Best case scenario, it was a mistake, a, a bad lapse of judgment. Worst case scenario, I'm just going to say it. Dude got arrested for driving while being black. That's what it comes down to. I'm just going to say that. What's your take on hearing all this? And as it turns out, I have a take that has nothing to do with Ed Oliver specifically. But like, what what was your reaction when you found out this news that dude ain't he did nothing wrong? It happens, unfortunately. I mean, you just said it like driving while black. Happens all the yeah. time. I mean, just how it is. I don't. I just don't know how he got arrested, though. Like, if he point, if he blew point zero 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 or whatever on the breathalyzer, like, what the hell did they bring him in for? Like, I, I don't. I, I don't. They and said I they saw an open container with, with that, or an open alcohol container, or something. But apparently, it was like tobacco skull or something. No, yeah, but that, that doesn't mean. Then, like, it, that means like the cops shouldn't have like brought him in. Like, if they see an empty. And he tells him, oh, hey, my friend was in the car and, you know, because if I if I I'm just using like if I was him, like if I had an open beverage container in my car with like the scenario he just played, I would say, oh, hey, yeah, that they took I just spit it into it. You know, check my blood alcohol level. I'm zero point zero zero, which is what happened. He got tested in like he got point zero zero zero. It doesn't make any. It, it, it's 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 just ridiculous. Did you like, see his tweet directly at Oliver's? Oh yeah, I, I retweeted it. I retweeted I'm gonna, that shit. I'm gonna read it. Yeah. So now y'all go back read this article, knowing all my blood work came back clean, but I had a bear can between my legs. Get the f out of here. How does a five eight officer see inside a window above his head anyway? How do five cop cars show up before I take a sobriety test? Huh? He's angry, and he has a right to be, man. Right. Fucked up. I mean, that's a. That's yeah, your, it's, it's that's your rep, first of all, it's your reputation for starters and to some people that matters when you're an NFL first round draft pick, like it or not, your reputation matters. And that took a hit and it's un- unnecessary and it's bullshit. And I'm not going to go as far. And this is the reason why I'm not going to go as far to judge these cops without knowing more information, because the lesson that I learned in all this, Joe, was we prejudge people. I'm not saying me and you, I'm talking about everybody. I went back and looked. We spent 15 minutes on a podcast episode talking about his arrest, what it meant, should he get, I mean, we were asking all the same questions. Does he deserve to be caught? What should be the course of action? What should his response be? This and that, blah, 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 blah. We never once, me or you, or anybody out there who has a radio show, a podcast, nobody 
even took two minutes to say, you know what? Let's wait because maybe Ed Oliver didn't do anything. We never even contemplated that, let alone talked about it. That's the lesson that I take away. So that's why I'm not going to dig into these cops and bury them right now. Well, I will because I will bury you him. Can. Because, like, you can. Why the hell did he get arrested? Why I, did he get I arrested? Like, it this, looks bad. This is what we're talking about. Look, we've been talking about like Black Lives Matter on Twitter, and a lot of it comes from the cops like being dicks. Okay. And this is exactly that situation. Like he got, if he wasn't, if he was just, a, if he was not a football player who had money to kind of bail him out of this situation, I don't say bail him out of the situation, but like if he wasn't a, like that, who knows what would have fucking happened if he was like a poor dude? Like in nobody of, would know he, about. We would if he wasn't at Oliver. Nobody would. This would have still happened, and he would have gotten off. But nobody would have known about who it. Who knows? You know, he, nobody would be out. No, I don't know if he would have gotten off if he wasn't at Oliver. They could have freaking said, "Oh yeah, we arrested him," and and like the guy maybe like it, it's just bullshit. It's all made up. It's all crap. Like no, I'm 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 taking a dump on the police on this in this matter. Okay, because like it makes That's zero. Fair. They, it makes it's more than fair. It's right, okay? Because come on, dude. Like you, you, they already had the story. Like they, he blew a zero point zero zero blood alcohol level, and like five cops were there to like you know like go and like search him or whatever. Like it was like a crime wave, you know. And we when we did that podcast, like yeah, I think our assumption was, oh yeah, he must have been drunk because like, we know. I mean, my God, I know so many people who I know I did. I know I've known so many people have gotten DWI. So you just assume, oh, he got a DWI. And that's yep. like, that's why you would get pulled over because you, that's why he got arrested. You would think that's why he got arrested. But none of that happened, which tells you exactly what you need to know about, like Texas cops. You, you know, Texas is not exactly the most the most transparent freaking state in the union, unfortunately. So I agree. You're you right. Know, the, no. the cops can kiss my ass in this matter. Like this is this was bad. It, OK. And I'm sure. And I'm very positive since Ed Oliver and his lawyer said all this, Ed Oliver tweeted this, and I don't know, like, if I was Ed Oliver, I would, I would effing sue these idiots and go, hey, you, 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 like, wrongful arrest or whatever, I would definitely take them to court. He probably won't because I will bet dollars to donuts the Bills probably don't want that. And, you know, that's what I would probably do. But, you know, if the cops saw something you know, and they wanted to stick up for themselves. They would, they would say something like they would say, well, you know, he was, he was, he was stumbling all over the place or something like that. Like, here's the footage of it. And you, you saw the footage of it, which I would kind of remember. I don't remember him looking pretty drunk. If I'm, if I'm correct, cause that, that's where, that's what the footage came out pretty quickly when he got arrested. Like, I don't remember. It, I don't remember seeing the footage. I do remember assuming that he was drunk. And I remember assuming that, Hey, he's a 22 year old kid. And what I was examining was, is this going to be a habit or was this just, Somebody making a stupid mistake. Yeah. Well, at that point, I didn't really. I kind of remember being like, he shouldn't be suspended. It's a DWI. I mean, I don't want to. It's right. A, it's but my point thing. is, is he didn't do anything. I mean, sure. Well, from yeah. A, it's, from a, and that's why it's bullshit. So, you know. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. My, my, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the cop suck take on this one for this. one. I, and that's very fair to do. I'm just saying, you know, maybe my lesson personally is in the future, if something goes down, I'm not really going to discuss it much. Or I should say pass judgment until things come out because me, mostly everybody out there is guilty of the same exact thing. And we're all guilty of it, man. We just, we assume something that's ultimately, sure. you know, it's just, it's, it's not true. But anyway, there's that. The other thing with going on with the NFL, not necessarily Buffalo, but the whole entire NFL, it's going to be no preseason games. Thank you. I'd say the pros, the pros and cons. Well, there goes, I probably don't even need to ask you that based on that. But to me, the pros are, 
pretty obvious and so are the cons. The pros are injuries. Nobody wants to see anybody get hurt in a preseason game. And especially because for the majority of players, it's meaningless. But there are cons, man. There's younger players that try to make the team. And now they have no game action to play against competition from other teams to show the coaches what they got. I'm not going to bother doing it, but we could go back year after year after year after year. There's guys who make a roster because, you know, undrafted guys or sixth or seventh rounders because they look good in the preseason and they end up having great careers. So at least for this year anyway, that opportunity is going to be gone. So when it comes to that, where do you fall on? I mean, I kind of know where you're going because you just said, thank God. But elaborate on that a little bit. Well, first, I, I don't I don't really necessarily believe. Who, Nate, what players can you name that had a really good preseason that ended up having like a really good career? Um, I would There's say Stevie, you, 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 jo- Stevie no, Johnson. Stevie I remember Johnson's Stevie Johnson. No, no, no. That's the biggest. Who else? That's, that's wrong. I'm just trying to, th- I'm trying yeah, to think of late round picks. I don't mean to call you out, Patrick, but like that's wrong because I've had this argument before with people. All being right, like, you know what? I'll Stevie tell you what. I'll, I'll do you one. I looked, up Stevie Johnson, you one I looked up Stevie Johnson's stats and they were not very good. They were just like he had like two catches. All right, who, all right fuck Stevie Johnson. I'll give you one of my close friends, Damone Harris. You probably don't know shit about him. I he don't. didn't even get drafted. He would have never made the NFL. Dude, never made the NFL. He's an undrafted free agent with Tampa. Was the last guy on the roster. Okay, but is he good though? I'm. I'm talking. You're saying like if he's, he's a I'm Super Bowl about, champion. Uh, no, but I'm talking about like he becomes like, oh, this guy had a great preseason and he's like, he's like a pro I didn't bowler. say anything about getting a gold jacket or making the Pro Bowl. <laughs> he's our bottom roster guy. You're trying to tell me, I'll tell you what, next time we have a show, I will do the research ahead of time. You're going to tell me that there's not guys who make the roster because they have a good fucking preseason? No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, no, 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 now you're putting words in my mouth. People do make the roster, but do, are they big contributors is my is my take based off I them. I bet money the they are. I'll do the research. Wait, I when the hell is anyone, which Bills player has had like a good preseason? And, are you going to tell me Nate Peterman when he was good two years ago in the preseason and freaking people were talking about his back shoulder throws and that he was terrible against the Ravens? Bullshit. Here's a, here's a take on the uh, – take it over now. Here we go. Preseason stupid. It's dumb. I'm looking forward to this experiment because I oh, I pray to the football gods that when there's like zero preseason games or whatever and like week one the football's really good that no one's going to sit there and go, well, you know, the preseason really matters because these guys are rusty. I hope within like the week or two that the football is good that we know that preseason's bullshit. And it's always preseason might be bullshit, but your take is horrific. And you're also taking words what is, out of context. What, what I say, you're the one I that never just said, said like, I, no, 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 Joe, no, no, like, no, no. All these people are pro bowlers who make the, who make the roster. I did not. I did not. I said, there are good football players who wouldn't made the team were not for, for the preseason. I don't, and I, and you know what? They're also, I will, Joe, Joe, anybody. So what you're telling me, there's no pro bowlers in the NFL who are undrafted free agents. Is that what you're saying right now? Because no, if you're telling me, no, are no, you no. telling me, name me an undrafted free agent that's going to go into camp and make a team without even getting to play in a preseason game. I think it ain't going to happen. No, because the majority of people who who are like the the underdog who make the team based off preseason, they make the team on special teams. Okay, yes, you're right. There are like undrafted guys who do play well in in the league during the regular season. But I don't remember having it to where oh, this guy had like this amazing preseason where like he rushed for like a hundred yards in each game and then he got he made the team and then he flourished you know while playing here. I don't remember Fred Jackson having a great preseason. 
You know, I could be wrong. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, again, I'll tell you what. I didn't anticipate arguing this point with you, which I'm glad we are, because now next time you're on this show, oh, I yeah. promise you I'm going to have a lengthy list of people yeah. who are undrafted or late-round picks who had a good preseason, ended up making the roster because of that, and went on to become very good NFL players. In fact, in some cases, pro bowlers, because I don't know of many undrafted free agents that with no preseason are going to be on an NFL you, roster. You can't name what. any guys for me right now. You cannot make pro- Go look it up. You have you keep I'm not looking now. it up. I got 20 other oh, yeah, things. You got to tweet it out to. and ask Twitter and go, hey, you can name anyone that that that, that, that was good in the preseason. How does it matter? Pro. Does that matter? You're either right or you're wrong. Your stance is that you're that they're not good players, that nobody no, who doesn't play dudes. in the preseason. A lot of them make the team. You're that wrong. End up, you're end wrong. Being like they have like a like the Duke Williams. Like they make the they, they make the roster and they have like one touchdown. And that's it. Like, I, I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying to put two and two together where, oh, because this guy had a good preseason, it went into the regular season. Now, if you want to say, like, hey, it sucks for those, like, those like those guys from 45 to 53 who maybe they wouldn't have had a, a chance to make it because there's no preseason, I guess. Okay, fine. But that's why you have practices, Pat. Like, they, that's what they're going to have. They're still going to have practices. I think the players can judge by that. You know, 45 on. to 53, yes, that is being hurt there. And I'm not saying every fucking player, Joe, that's good in the preseason becomes a great NFL player and goes to Pro Bowls. But you're saying that there, that doesn't happen, and you're dead wrong. And I, now that no. I know that I've got to look it up, I promise you right now, next time we're on this show together, I promise you I'm going to give you a list. I could spend an entire podcast telling you Pro Bowl players who were so unheralded that if it wasn't for preseason, they probably don't okay, even make you, their roster. Okay, but here's what you have to do, Pat. You have to show me, like, okay, so, like, quote-unquote, we'll just say Stevie Johnson. Stevie Johnson had two 100-yard preseason games. Okay, I That's said, what I, I want. Said, not, I not, not said, oh, he just fine. made the, he was undrafted and he just made the roster because okay. he had two special teams tackles. Like, I'm Fair saying, enough. like, like that's what I would rather do. It. Why are you so angry, What? What, un, what under, what, because, first of all, what undrafted free agents make an NFL roster that have a shitty preseason? How do you not get name drafted? Name one for me. I'm have asking a shitty, you to name one for me. Have a preseason, and then they don't even. I will. I am telling you that next time we have a show, I will. I didn't. I didn't anticipate this argument from you. Which again, I'm glad we are. But now that I know, I will actually prepare, and I promise Did you, I will. Okay, maybe maybe Levi, Levi Wallace had a good preseason. Maybe I'm, he did. I'm, maybe he did. Hey, I'm trying to make. I'm trying to help you with your point. Like, hey, maybe he had. A I good won't preseason. need help. I don't need help. All I oh want to do God, is sit so down and prepare. Soon as if I ever, are you are you taking me off the podcast? Now? No, actually, I think this is fun. Now, what yeah. about there's 90 guys going on a roster every other year, but now there's only 80. So that's 10 guys on a team. That's 320 guys that are not even going to get a chance to make an NFL roster. And again, I will allude to my friend Damone Harris, an undrafted free agent in 2018 with Tampa Bay. I'm sorry, 2000, yeah, 2018 with Tampa Bay, he never, ever, he probably was between number 80 and 90 on the roster. He might not have even gotten to camp, let alone no preseason. This is costing a lot of people jobs. It sucks. And I'm, that's the, and look, well, I don't I'm, think not, av- I'm not advocating, whoa, 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 because I don't want you to go down this lane where you say that I'm advocating him to have a preseason because I'm not, but I'm telling you, it's not all, it's not all, thank God. You said, thank God. Uh, yeah, because I don't want to watch got. because They're, it's stupid. I don't want to watch preseason football. And I, you're you're acting like these guys aren't going to get jobs. They're getting jobs, Pat. They're not. The roster's not going to be trimmed down to forty people instead of fifty three. That's why they have. That's why they have practice. 
many you know, no, guys no, 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 no. make the roster based on how they play in the preseason. I don't know. I I don't know about many, man, because I have sat here. Pat, who was the one white wide receiver that the Bills had two years ago that had the preseason of a millennium? Did he make the roster? The, the Brandon Riley guy. He didn't. No, so he no, didn't. Okay, but so I didn't say so a majority. I mean, it's dude. mostly about like it's probably a lot about practice too because he would have made the team if we were just judging it by preseason. That's why preseason is stupid because like it's not it's not as like <laughs> integral as you think it is for guys. It's stupid, That's but it's I not. Compl- it's not useless. There's. There are at least I could name you I can name you all preseason players who ended up not freaking making the team, uh, you know, be, when after they had a really good preseason. I'm so, sure. So I but way more than people that made that made the made the roster because of preseason who ended up contributing again, contributing, not just being there to get a cup of coffee. And Nothing like, you said takes away from the point that I was making to begin with. Nothing you I don't care what the majority is. You. Saying that pretty much every goddamn player who plays good in the preseason, if they're whatever, that they don't come on to become great players, and you're fucking wrong about that. Well, and I cannot well, wait. Go, to go do you your wrong. research. You have me I on will. in three weeks, and then you can bring me all these players. Like when Fred Jackson had one carry for seven yards, and you'll say, "Oh, that's why he made the <laughs> roster." You go ahead. Well, I can't wait. I'm actually looking forward to it. Great. Uh, if you find people, I'm not going to be on your podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> one, one more thing I want to talk to Bill's related. Uh, Buddy Nix. So he had a rare interview with Tim Graham of The Athletic this past week or so. And the meat and potatoes of the story, I don't want to give Well, I kind of, it's impossible to talk about without giving it away. He said that he wanted Russell Wilson all along and that his plan I didn't even look up the year, but his plan was to pick up Russell Wilson with his first, the Bills had two picks in the fourth round and he wanted to pick him up in the fourth round. It's pretty sad to hear because I'm sure there's some validity to it, but at the same token, you remember Buddy Nix pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know him. He was, uh, yeah, it's how you buddy. say it, man? He, he, he wasn't exactly the most truthful person with the media. He was one of those notorious like draft liars. I don't know why he'd be calling himself out to make himself look bad because that's kind of what this article does because he fucked up. But you believe him? Do you think that he really wanted Russell Wilson that no, bad? No, I don't believe I don't believe him. And I, I I wish I could have remembered this, but he did an interview on GR back in like I think 2012 when and this is when GR used to have the GM on like every week kind of thing. And they asked him why didn't you why what what happened with Russell Wilson? And he straight up told them, and this is when Russell Wilson was good. Like he's, he was a great rookie quarterback. He said, basically mm-hmm. he was, he, we thought he was too small. That's what he said. If you look at Buddy Nix. Yeah. I think Buddy Nix always wanted a, he always liked the bigger quarterback. Like that was what he wanted. Like a wanted a bigger quarterback, you know? And that's why he, I think that's part of the reason why he liked EJ Manuel a lot. Cause EJ Manuel was a big dude. You know, he wanted that prototypical like pocket guy, you know, who was big. And that's kind of like what we saw with him a lot of times. Like, that's what I think he wanted. That's what he ended up having. I don't know why, like he, maybe he kind of thought like, Oh yeah. You know, you know, I knew, but shit just went bad, you know, after the fact, I don't know why, like you kind of insinuated, like, why would he, why would he call himself out to say that? Uh, But yeah, like, I, I don't know if I buy that that much, you know, in terms of that, that's kind of weird. Like, why wouldn't you know, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you go for that than earlier? Like if you went on the quarterback earlier, then get the quarterback earlier then. Yeah. You, you, it just yeah. seems a little bit weird. I don't, I, I, and I also don't, 
and you know who knows it's, it's i'll say this though i don't know if you're about to bring up david lee like i've never been a big he he was in that article as I am. well yeah do you, you want to go to david lee too while we're yeah here? i do want to i want to go there but before that let me sure, say this sure. about when it comes to buddy nixon and russell wilson this is why i don't completely buy it I, i'm sure that he liked him and that he was definitely considering him and that had he gotten he would have taken i do believe that he would have taken him in the fourth round with that first pick i do believe that much but to suggest that you really wanted him. If you really wanted him that bad, I could see if you really like a guy in the first or second round, even where it's like, all right, I like this guy, but however, we can't pass up on this dude. We got to get this guy. When you get to the third round, late in the third round or the fourth round, man, you like a guy that much, take him. It took TJ Graham. It took a tiny little wide receiver, six spots before him. And again, the plan allegedly was they were going to take him at 105. That's where, uh, I think that's where the Bills were in round. They had two picks. I know that. Sure. They ended up taking Nigel Bradham, Ron Brooks. You know, Bradham, very good player. Brooks, eh. All right, but I just don't buy that when it comes to Buddy Nix. I, I do think he was interested in him, but I think he was uh, embellishing a little bit on. Yeah, I think he, he he thought about it maybe, and eh, we'll see what happens. But, like, I don't think he was like, oh, yeah, he was our guy. Like, Yeah, if you like a guy that much in the fourth round, bro, you're at that point you're hoping somebody falls to you that – you don't like him that much. Go up and get him. When it gets to be round three, that's when you get aggressive, or even the second round, you get aggressive with somebody to try to move up for him if you really like yeah. him. But anyway, you already, brought up they, David Lee. Yeah, and they already had Fitz locked up. Like that was because that was 2012. The that's the 2020 draft. They locked up Fitz for that extension, and, and what midway through the 2011 season, that was when they started five or two, and they collapsed. So like he had Fitz locked up you know, in terms of his new contract. So I don't see him being like, oh, hey, I got to get this guy in the third or fourth round really quick. You know what I mean? Because right. they just gave out that contract, the fits. And I feel like maybe they wanted the fits thing to work out, you know, and that, that could have been part of the reason why they didn't draft a quarterback because they wanted fits to work out after they extended him. You know what right. I mean? Because they didn't, they didn't, that was like Buddy's problem. Buddy didn't get a, Buddy didn't get a quarterback until 2013 and they got EJ Manuel and he like went off into the sunset and, you know, did nothing. <laughs> so you mentioned David Lee. And I think the bigger story for here, and this is how I felt when I was reading it. Allegedly, David Lee, who was the Bills quarterback coach at the time, pounded the table for for uh, Dak Prescott Everyone. in 2016. And kind of blames in that article, Doug. it's Doug Whaley's fault that he didn't get him. In fact, let me read a quote from David Lee. He said, I stood on the table for Dak Prescott, but Doug Whaley was sold on Cardell Jones. I told Whaley that Cardell Jones can't complete passes like we've got to have him do it. Dak Prescott was sitting there, and I knew how tough he was, what a leader he was, how much charisma that he had. Now, the Bills ended up moving up that round for Reggie Raglan, by the way, and Dak went to uh, Dallas four picks before. So if they wanted him, they could have taken him instead of moving up for Reggie Raglan. Again, they that's ultimately what they did. So that's a case where... Reportedly, David Lee wanted Dak, and Doug Whaley was really sold on Cardell freaking Jones. Well, uh, hey, didn't he? No, he didn't win a Heisman, did he? No, he didn't. Cardell didn't win a No, he, he won a national championship. National championship, right, right. Yeah, he won that. Um, he never really played that much either. Um, here's my thing on Lee. You know, if you're going to, like, do the Monday morning quarterback, which I wanted he, – he wanted Dax Prescott. He, he wanted Watson and Mahomes in Cleveland. Uh, he, he, he had like three quarterback takes. Like I wanted this guy. I wanted that guy. If you're going to be that guy, you should like, have been I, a GM. I, if he's that right, he should 
Get a fucking GM, well, not, not a quarterback coach. I, I'm, not, I'm talking about believing someone. You know, right. I could believe I could believe Andy Reid. Like if Andy Reid, who knows about quarterbacks, has had a resume to to like a very good resume when it comes to working with quarterbacks and like that sort of shit. Like if he says, "Oh yeah, I wanted this guy," but they said no, I'll believe him because he has a quarterback pedigree of knowing good quarterbacks. What the hell has David Lee done? All David Lee was all I from what I've gathered from what I remember, he's a Bill Parcells flunky. And, like, Bill Parcells used to always take him to every job he had. And then he would come here every couple of years where he was going to fit. You remember he was going to fix Fitzpatrick's mechanics? You know, yeah. in 2012, he didn't fix his mechanics. He threw it the same way, and everyone was was hyping that whole thing up. Like, oh, yeah, David Lee, he's going he's gonna to do that. And then he was here, you know, I think he was supposed to fix E.J. Manuel's mechanics too or whatever. Like, all this bullshit, you know. And, like, if you look at his resume – he had Chad Pennington in Miami. Like, Chad Pennington in Miami, like, eh. Like, Chad had, like, no arm left. Like, he inherited it. He had, a, like, one decent season there. But for the most part, he was dead. I think he had Quincy Carter, like, in Dallas with with with, with uh, Parcells. Like, really? Quincy Carter? Like, that's your, that's, your, that's your quarterback pedigree again? And he did have Romo. Like, Romo was there when, I think, the final year when Romo took over for Bledsoe. That was when, like, and Romo had a really good year, like half second half of the year, and then and then David Lee left and went to Miami. But like, there isn't really that big of a like, oh yeah, this guy's the quarterback whisperer. You know what I mean in terms of his resume? Like he's just some he's just some guy who like Bill Parcells likes. And again, he's the same. He was the guy who wanted Pat Thomas or whatever the hell like that 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 that, that wildcat quarterback in Miami. Like he pounded the table to, for that guy, and he got that guy, and that guy sucked. He was a huge. Oh, I know you're, you're talking about Pat White. Yeah, right. Yeah, that time. My yeah. apologies. Yeah, Pat White. That yeah. guy was a colossal bust, and everyone right. laughed at the Dolphins for drafting him because he was going to be like the Wildcat quarterback, and he sucked. And he tried saying he tried saying in the article like, "Well, you know, he got hurt. No, he sucked. Okay, he got hurt, but he sucked. You know, for what they want to grab. So yeah, I don't. Sorry, sorry to him and him and Buddy. Like if both those guys had it to where, you know. They had like resumes previously of oh wait I I helped I found this guy or I found this quarterback you know I I was the one that went to the, went to bat maybe maybe Buddy Nix went to bat for Philip Rivers I don't I don't remember you know when he was with AJ Smith in San Diego like if he did that or or Drew Brees even like you know if they went to bat for those guys and that's what happens dude like everyone after the fact and all these and it's not just these two guys. Everyone tries to say like, "Oh yeah, I, I was the, I was a scout who wanted this guy, but then I got overruled." You know what I mean? It's like that, that, that happens all the time. Like people people admitting that, and of course people will say that now when they leave. Like of course, Buddy Nix is out of football, so you know I'm sure he. Well, yeah, he's gonna just say, "Oh, I was this genius. I should have had this happening to me." So I hear you. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, sure. He's one of those guys who says everything he got right. We could do that. I could sound like a genius if I only talk about the stuff on this podcast that I predicted, right? But anyway, I'll tell you what, man, it, it's still a little bit painful just to think that, hey, had something went their way, had Russell Wilson been there at the top of the fourth round and Buddy Nix did take him, the franchise would be completely different or even the Bills had the opportunity to take Dak. We talked about this last time. You're a much bigger Dak fan than I am. But, you know, the franchise would be ultimately different. I'll tell you what, make a deal with you. Next time you're on the show where... I proved you completely wrong about the preseason stuff. Oh, we'll kind of go through a little bit of a hypothetical of what could have happened, what quarterback the Bills could have had right now. And uh, 
see how things would be a little bit different. We'll examine. Can I? Okay. So what's this? Are we done with our topics, by the way, or is there? Are there? No, I got one more thing for you because you agitated me. I wasn't going to bring this up today, but now because you pissed me off about the preseason stuff. Oh, jeez. I'm going to end. Here's how I'm going to end this. How do you feel about? I want your take on your favorite sports website, Barcel Sports, featuring your favorite El Presidente, Dave Portnoy, sitting down one on one with your favorite president, Donald Trump. He did an interview. It aired on Friday. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I would rather listen to all 22 reviews and then hear you with you starring in it, talking about all 22 stuff, than have to talk about this. All right, boys and girls, that is going to do it for today's episode. Big thank you to my buddy Joe. Never a dull moment when I have Joe on, man. Pretty spirited conversation today. I love the fact that we pretty much don't agree about anything. It actually makes doing these uh, episodes with Joe a lot more fun. But anyway, thank you, Joe. Also want to thank today's show supporters, 26 Shirts, and of course, Sounds Assured. Guys, if you have not done so already, please go ahead and subscribe to this podcast right now. Rating, review, all that fun stuff. It really, truly helps me continue to grow this podcast. You can catch us on Apple, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, pretty much anywhere future award-winning podcasts are found. Also, check us out on YouTube. Talk about Flow Podcasts. We have our own YouTube channel. Tons of highlight clips from current and past episodes up there. Some original content coming pretty soon. I don't want to say tomorrow, but it's coming soon, folks. So make sure you check that out. That is different than the podcast. You'll get some stuff that you'll only find on that channel. You won't hear it anywhere else. Not even his podcast. Last but not least, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Pamoran Tweets. I'm like always on Twitter. If you want to find me, that's where I'm going to be. Uh, podcast updates, polls, promos, giveaways, all kinds of stuff going on there on my Twitter at Pamoran Tweets. Thank you so much for listening. I say this all the time because I really, truly mean it. You listening to this show means so much to me. I know how many podcasts are out there. There's a million of them, million Buffalo podcasts alone. So when you're locked in on this one, that doesn't go unnoticed by me. I'm very grateful and appreciative to each and every one of you. So thank you very much. Have a good one. And I'll be back. Brand new episode coming up really soon.